0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, another episode of the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast. My name is Rolo, the Puerto Rican pistolero, and as always, I am joined by the beautiful, lovely, talented Joe, <laughs> my my beautiful wife, Latina Locked and Loaded. How's Hello, everyone everybody. doing this evening? All right. We're happy to be here today. We've, As always, we have a, uh, a nice variety of topics on the show tonight. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, the biggest gun news of the week is the New York Attorney General uh, trying to completely destroy and dissolve the NRA. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit more casual about uh, stuff that's going on with us. Uh, Talk about the Portland chaos and how that's continuing. And we will end, as always, with our constitutional segment. And today we will talk about the Fifth Amendment.
1: Which of course I forgot to practice, so you get to enjoy me struggling through some antiquated <laughs> Spanish yet again. Sorry about that.
0: Yep, but uh, this week uh, we haven't been doing uh, we haven't been doing too much gun related stuff this week, really. No. Uh we haven't had the chance to go to the range or anything uh, recently. However, but Joe finally, after after years of hearing people talk about it and meeting uh, certain people from the show, finally has uh, started to watch Top Shot. Uh, it's on Amazon, so we've been having a good time. We binge-watched the first season uh, over the last few days. Now we're in season two. Yes, fantastic
1: so. stuff. It's combining, I, I have to admit, one of my guilty pleasures is uh, some reality te- television. My sister got me into a couple shows that are a little embarrassing to admit I watch. Um, but the formula for a reality TV show is quite gripping, you know, the drama. So combine two things I like. It has guns and uh, drama, so if anyone hasn't had the opportunity to watch it like me it's on amazon yep so check it out and i think someone needs to start a a, a petition to bring back the show Uh, i think that would actually do a lot of good to the community make guns family friendly and fun again
0: i actually think something that might be really cool to see in like a, a shooting tv series might be something like um if you've ever watched some of the PGA tournaments, they do like a, a pro-am. So they have like a professional player with like a celebrity or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that it would be cool to have something like that, have a professional competition shooter and have somebody that's either um, a celebrity or maybe like a video gaming person, like some, maybe a professional gamer. So you kind of try to bring two different things together, maybe a professional paintball person or airsoft and see how those skills translate over to shooting sports. And you can do something like that. like. You have teams of two, and then they can do something like Top Shot, and then you compete at the end. So all all I know is I,
1: I've had the pleasure of meeting Chris Chang, who's the winner of the, uh, Season 4, and mm-hmm. uh, I always had respect for him. I saw him shoot at, um, at Shot Show, and, but now that I know what the show's about, I mean, damn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Guy can shoot, apparently, so win that. Yeah. uh and and uh, I'm surprised JJ Ricasa actually didn't win the first season.
0: Oh spoiler alert. Oh
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's he's pretty amazing. He's an awesome shooter and I you know wow, great show. if anyone hasn't watched it, definitely recommend.
0: hmm Yeah, it is uh, definitely freaking awesome.
1: And I also want to talk about a little bit about um, before we get into the NRA stuff, um, our friend Edgar Antion. Uh, You guys know him as the uh, founder, guy behind Guns for Everyone, Mm -hmm. the organization that has, I think by this point...
0: He's trained like 50,000 people. He gives free uh, concealed carry Mm -hmm. uh, classes in uh, Colorado, outside of Colorado City, I think in that general vicinity Mm -hmm. or uh, the Denver area, I'm not exactly sure.
1: I'm not sure if we've talked about it on our podcast, but just a quick refresher um, for anyone who's not following him or or has watched the episodes of um, Hank Strange's podcast where Edgar's been on. um, Edgar's uh, organization has been clashing a little bit with the sheriff in Laramie County, Colorado. Uh, The sheriff, Justin Smith, is a Republican uh, who has been, surprisingly, who has been uh, blocking... Students who have gotten their concealed carry certification through Guns for Everyone from getting their concealed carry permits um, without any real grounds for that. So they, I guess, tried to do things diplomatically, and it didn't work out. I guess he's still not allowing his students to get their concealed carry, which, of course, is an infringement on their rights.
0: Yeah, he's uh, basically saying that uh, Edgar's class does not meet the requirements even though almost every other sheriff in the state of colorado has agreed that the class is sufficient they actually go above and beyond
1: the, the minimum uh, requirements. yeah the
0: minimum requirements because you can even take i believe he said like a hunting course and there's no pistol element or anything like exactly. that in the hunting course so
1: so um edgar, edgar has had to move forward and do uh i guess file some some lawsuit they're going forward with litigation so um go ahead and if you support your fellow citizens uh having a uh, their right to carry which we all agree we should uh go head over to guns for everyone's website and um, he might have the link there for their uh GoFundMe. every dollar counts uh, you know even if you're you don't have too much money go ahead and just give them a couple bucks to see if we can get that uh resolve for our friends in colorado
0: yep uh, yeah, uh, I've got their website pulled up. If you guys are watching it right now for our uh, audio-only subscribers, you can go to concealedcarryforfree.com.
1: Does that he is, have the link there for his GoFundMe?
0: Uh, if I,
1: not, you can go follow him on Instagram. I know he definitely has a post about it. It's, yes, it's, it's not an easy GoFundMe. It's like they, I they do to have to a p-
0: donate. He does have a donate on his uh, on his website, and then does that he go takes that? you. To, yeah, you can donate right there with through Google Pay or Square or anything like that. So you can donate whatever amount you can. You guys can see it right there.
1: And on Instagram, that's guns underscore for underscore everyone for anyone on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So what else have we got on the plate today?
0: Well, obviously, the biggest uh, story of the week would be what's going on with the NRA and the yes. Attorney General of New York. So we brought this out uh, here. Now, if you guys have been hearing, the NRA has been having some trouble for a while. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have heard, uh, well, I'm sure any of you that are involved, at least in the social media side of the gun community, have definitely heard of it because it's something that's been a contentious issue for us for a few years now. Uh, But pretty much if if a lot of you know, Wayne LaPierre is the head of the NRA, and uh, there have been accusations throughout the years. And a lot of evidence that uh, Wayne Lapierre has been pretty much laundering funds, uh, if you want to say, it, if you want to use that term, using uh, dues, member dues, and things like that for his own personal benefit and uh, his buddies in the NRA, uh, whether that's hunting trips, clothes, uh, vacations.
1: So apparently, the estimate—I don't know how they came across this estimate—but they've the uh, New York uh, Attorney General. Is saying her name
0: is uh Letitia James, by Letitia,
1: the way. Um, is saying that they have misused 64 million dollars. I'm pretty sure it's more than that, <laughs> but at least they have earmarked about 64 million dollars that have been misused, um, by Wayne and his buddies for his family. Uh, you know, flying his his daughter, his niece's husband, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, to. The Bahamas to Nebraska. Of course, we've all seen pictures of them uh, doing big. What are those called? The big hunts where they have like they yeah, big game hunting, big game hunting in Africa. Hunting, things like in that, Africa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. clearly, they live a very lavish lifestyle, and they are using the funds, uh, the donations from our um, ourselves if you are an NRA member, mm-hmm. uh, which a lot of people are not anymore, to to line their own pockets. Yep. So. Clearly, we don't like that. We don't stand for that, and I think the Second Amendment community has been pretty uh, unified in the fact that we are against that and Wayne's actions.
0: Yep, and it's definitely a battle that we've been fighting. If you guys follow, uh, you know, Anthony Calandro, Gun for Hire, uh, he's one of the board members, so he's he's obviously been trying to fight that fight from within. Uh, Rob Pincus has been he's a he's a trainer. I'm sure you guys have seen him around. Um, uh, I believe he was on the board as well. Uh, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh, he's he's done a lot of documentation on top of what land has reported over the years. I'm sure that you, many of you may have seen. I believe it was Rolling Stone that came out with that article about a year ago, talking about the relationship that the NRA had with Ackerman McQueen, which actually was their marketing and advertisement arm. Uh, Ackerman McQueen, uh, if you guys remember, uh, they used to run NRA TV, which is where we saw a lot of our um, Pretty much, a lot of our prominent advocates uh, had their shows. You know, we had Coleyon Noir there. We had Dana Lash, and we had, um, gosh, how could I forget it? Uh, Cam, uh, Cam Edwards from Cam and Company. So Ackerman McQueen—they never actually worked directly for the NRA. They actually worked for Ackerman McQueen and NRA TV. And I know that, I think the NRA actually sued them for twenty or thirty million dollars. Mm-hmm. that Ackerman McQueen was also spending. Oh, New Yorker. There you go. Thank you, Nicholas, uh, in the chat for pointing that out. I knew it was one of those uh, one of those New York-based uh, newspapers. I wasn't sure whether it was the Post, New Yorker, or New York Times, but but uh, and I saw Rolling Stone actually had an updated article. Rolling Stone is the one that tried to uh, actually tie uh, Maria Baterna, who was involved in the uh, RussiaGate investigation, and try to connect uh, Russia Russian collusion with the NRA. So. It's, it's been a big mess. Uh, you can believe that story or not. It doesn't really matter. It kind of just comes down to that the NRA has had a history of corruption, or at least the accusations of corruption since Wayne LaPierre has been in charge. And it's uh, hurt the Second Amendment movement at large, really. That's, yeah. That's all there is to it.
1: So, um, so yeah, so it looks like not only is it in New York uh it's also in dc the attorney general of dc has also gone gone after them and there's another suit there the nra has done a countersuit suit as well um and where do we stand as a second amendment community uh in terms of you know i've heard a lot of like yeah let's dismantle the nra uh, and this is my two cents on it i acknowledge that the nra has dropped the ball with this uh well It's more than drop the ball. It's been fraud outright. Um, They're using a nonprofit organization for their own means. They're taking our money and our mission too lightly. And I don't like that. Um, However, the NRA is a recognized name. Uh, It has endowments for ranges everywhere. So basically that means that they fund... um, ranges. They give them money. They, mm-hmm. they fund Pistol Clubs, I believe, as well. yes um, So there is some good that comes out of them. And we lose another lobby for the Second Amendment. Now, obviously, if they're using millions and millions of dollars to go f- fly their family members around the world, you know, that means that they're not... They could have been doing a better job and spending more money for the cause. Um, definitely, organizations like uh, GOA, Guns of America, and FPC uh firearms policy coalition i think are much more trustworthy and are doing uh, a more admirable job of ensuring our second amendment rights are kept intact yep however we will be losing if they are dismantled we will be losing another lobby we'll be losing a a household name and um what about people who got licensed through it are they going to lose their you know teaching the instructing license are they going to lose that something to uh, ask, and what's going to happen in those ranges? Are they going to be having a hard time staying open without that extra money?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, something to think about there. Uh, and yeah. for better or for worse, it has been supposedly one of the strongest voices of support in Second Amendment. But <laughs> I, I don't know if I believe that.
0: Yeah, I know. Well, th- uh, $30 million to help... Uh Trump. Trump's re-election campaign, and we still got bump actually stocks that's banned. not
1: true. Thirty million dollars was what they spent on Trump in two thousand sixteen. So, so
0: yeah. but that's that's big money. So, I mean, that's and obviously, what what do we get out of that? We got bump stocks banned. So, right. huh.
1: yeah. So that's that's my point. That's uh, the that means of that, everything. yes, it's like there's good that the NRA brings, but there's also the fact that this is all true that they have been used misusing the funds, which means they could have been doing more. They yep. could have done a better job. And they, they, they slacked on
0: that. Yeah, I think that the biggest issue is that we in the second, in the active Second Amendment community, meaning social media, content creators, trainers, uh, reporters, you know, people, media and all that. We see all of this, but the NRA is still the recognized name to the House Joe, Lincoln? Joe, yeah, John Smith on the street. Uh, you know, John and Jane Smith, they know the NRA. They are the NRA. That's what they go to. There's a reason that uh, thousands of people still show up to the NRA Expo every year. There's a reason that politicians still cater to them. So they have the cachet and they have that name recognition. So it's just a huge shame that we we as members, I mean, you know, all, all of us, obviously we're younger, we haven't been involved as much, but as gun owners, we just dropped the ball and we weren't paying attention to what they were doing, especially the people that were there. So it just really sucks. And uh Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I, I completely agree with uh G Dubs. What is yeah. G Dubs saying? No, no, that he's uh For saying the gun community is all happy about the uh that we're happy about the NRA falling apart. And it's true and it sucks because we we should want uh Wayne Lop here and the people that destroyed the NRA to really receive the brunt of the punishment. But we're going to lose an organization that whether we like the direction that it's gone or not, the framework is there and the power is there. There is no other organization that has done as much as they have. Obviously, we feel like they've let us down in a lot of ways. There's no denying that they have. But it's just so difficult that, you know. There's
1: got to be a better way. Yeah,
0: that we want, to, we want to reform. Uh, yeah, we want to reform it, but now it's almost too late. And I think it's gonna be very difficult at this point because obviously, as, some, as people that are new, I would love to see the NRA do well because a lot of the people, a lot of the influencers that, that kind of inspired us, like Coleon Noir is one of the guys that, uh, that inspired me to get involved with activism. And obviously, even though he's not part of the NRA anymore, it kind of sucks that an organization that started doing good things like that, that brought a p- positive viewpoint, now is just you know basically infested with all this corruption. So what can we do? Uh, That's that's really what I don't know. I don't know what we can do at this point. I don't know what the repercussions are going to be because like Joe mentioned, it's not just, oh, well, we get uh, maybe Wayne LaPierre and all those guys are going to go down. They're not going to go to jail. They're not going to get punished for what they did. It'll just be that the NRA implodes. Wayne LaPierre and his buddies all have their money and they get to go out and retire and do whatever the heck they want Meanwhile, we as gun owners are here holding the bag. And even though, uh, and even though, uh, you know, we do have other organizations like GOA, SAF and, and, uh, FPC out there that are doing great work. There is just nobody that has that recognition. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, again, in the social media community, we are a minority within a minority. We do not, we are not, even though we may talk to the regular gun owner, obviously all of us started out in our own backgrounds you know we came from totally non-gun owning positions here that we're now part of the community uh you know we have to do something about this you know we have to try to find a way to fill this vacuum and see if there's any way that we can reform the nra the way that i look at it uh, uh is it's like it's like the people that say, well, the political system is absolutely hopeless. Uh, my vote doesn't count, so I'm just not gonna vote. Uh, how's it going? Kermit loves bacon, hello from Connecticut. <laughs> nice to see you in, uh, in the chat, and welcome to the show. But that's really what we need to do. We need to step up our game. Uh, G-Dubs is, is adamant about this. I can see that he's going there that we do have to do this ourselves. And that's why you know I do have an NRA membership. I'm not ashamed to say it because I know that you need to be an NRA member for five years before you can vote. So before this debacle really started escalating, I thought to myself, well, if I don't like the direction that the NRA is going, because I think that they focus on a lot of archaic viewpoints, I think that they don't they don't pick the right fights. And honestly, I didn't trust Wayne here before I found out all, about all of these things. But I knew that if I wanted my voice to be heard, I had to be an NRA member for five years. That's just the way it works. So I could either choose to be involved uh, pay the dues, hope that the organization survive long enough that I could make a difference and at least push other people to ask for reform. And we do have a lot of good people in the gun community that have been doing that. But I think uh, like anything else, people lose hope. Um, sometimes they jump in really late and they think I, that I would oh, like well. to
1: say this current timing, yeah. though. I do believe that this is strictly. political. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is definitely is strictly yeah. political. Yeah. I don't believe that the attorney general gives a, a flying you know what about. Oh, yeah. This being, you know, reforming the NRA or whatever. I think this is strictly trying to take out the Second Amendment. Um, doing anything they can to, and they think that they're they're pretty much, accomplishing that. Uh, with getting rid of our yeah. so-called strongest voice in the in the community. Yep. Um, so I think that's a little nefarious there. I think that's pretty shady.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, and you know, like uh in the chat I can see G-Dub saying if we can rally to say things to our representatives why can't we march on our own organization I agree and I think part of the issue is that so uh, like you hit the nail on the head so many of uh, people in the gun community are just so quick to celebrate rather than try to heal and and uh, it's just virtue signaling points that's what it is just like how the left or the anti-gunners love to virtue signal over stuff a lot of people in the gun community are like this is great the NRA is dead and I was like well no, Absolutely. it sucks because they're going to get away with it. So they destroyed the organization through corruption, and even if the organization gets dissolved, they're going to be okay. It's us that are going to lose a big lobbying arm that we could try to take control.
1: So I saw that um, the one of the uh, points the attorney general was, was trying to make is recovering that $64 million. Uh, I believe she used the word reparate, repairing that money back. Uh, I don't know to what, if she's trying to dissolve it, but— The NRA is basically going to be forced to give that money to the state. I don't know.
0: I don't know if they'd have to give it it to the state. I don't know if they would give it to. But that uh, sounds
1: like a lot of the money that people think they're that to this point have 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 donated um, is going to be wasted uh, again for for pretty shady, you know, without really helping the situation. mm -hmm. And uh, Trump actually had something to say about it.
0: Yep. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He thinks they should have moved to Texas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did he say? He said something like, this is not good. Uh, Oh, it was a typical, yeah, it was a great uh, uh, Trumpism there. Let's Mm -hmm. see if I can find it. What did he say? It's terrible. It's a terrible thing. (laughs) Terrible thing. So, yeah. So Trump uh, obviously had to say something because, of course, they, like we said, donated $30 million to his um, campaign in 2016. Mm -hmm. And you know, they endorse him for this, so that's what he said. That's what he had to say. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move let's move the NRA to Texas. I think it's a little bit too late for that. Um, yeah, I don't
0: I don't think that there's much they can do at this point, and I'm I'm not sure what we can do as um,
1: nothing. We can do nothing. Yeah,
0: as gun owners, besides keep you know try to support the remnants, um, just basically stay informed, try to figure out what the repercussions of this are. Yeah. And how we can recover from it, really? Because I don't, I don't know how successful the attorney general is going to be. I know that the NRA filed a countersuit.
1: I would like to say something Trump did do was that, in addition to tweeting about how this is a terrible thing, he did bring, uh, use the point to remind everybody about Joe Biden's gun control. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, just like radical left New York is trying to destroy the NRA, if Biden becomes president, you're in capital. In caps great Second Amendment doesn't have a chance your guns will be taken away immediately and without notice no police no guns
0: now while I happen to agree with a lot of that sentiment we do have to remember that uh, Donald Trump for better or for worse is the president that did say um, uh, take the guns first due process second yeah, after the Vegas course. shooting I mean, obviously and uh, and and uh, and he also said uh, you know, Uh, what else did he talk he was the one that you know his atf is the one that obviously got rid of bump stocks
1: so yeah so uh donald trump as our you know
0: if we're looking at him as a white knight hasn't
1: really had our our back yeah but
0: and and as we know the strategy for a lot of these mom um you know mons demand and a lot of in bloomberg all these organizations is they're focusing on state and local uh stuff now because they know national gun control Yep. Uh, National gun control is very difficult to pass. Yeah, Kermit loves
1: banking in the chat, says Trump is not pro-2A, but Biden is way, way worse. Absolutely true.
0: Yep, and sometimes there isn't a lesser of two evils. It is just the way that it is. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't use that term. That's just reality. You have to weigh your options. You have to weigh what is important to you, whether it's obviously we're a Second Amendment podcast. That's what we focus on here. But whether it's Second Amendment, uh, trade, health care, whatever it is that you're into, you have to weigh what things are most important to you and which candidate is going to basically advocate for the rights that you care about.
1: So since we're talking about the NRA and how bad things are for them, I actually wanted to share, I got an email uh, on a few days ago, probably right around the time that uh, stuff started going sideways for them that I thought was really funny. I got an email from the NRA. Now, um, I actually only joined the NRA like maybe a month ago. Yeah. Only because I really needed uh, to get my RSO um, certification for for I think we talked about this earlier. Yeah. That it's the reason I went with the NRA for RSO was because I was trying to I'm I'm trying we're in the works of getting involved with our local training community. Um, and I have a couple of projects in the works with a couple different trainers that I would like to do. We're gonna be doing um, some translation for them, speaking in Spanish, uh, for our fellow floridians who don't speak any english or speak limited english so that's a great i think um you know step to take for us uh and we were advised that the ranges prefer nra certified um you know we will be getting our uh training licenses soon in, through the us CCA. CCA. Mm-hmm. so eh, it was a concession i did okay said fine let me do this membership so i've only been in the membership for a month tops so i got this email that was pretty funny from the nra golden eagles so it says, dear johanna you've stood by me through some of the toughest battles ever fought by the nra together we've answered history's calls and achieved enormous victories against overwhelming odds again remember i have been a member for less than a month ish when nra needed leadership you never hesitated to step forward with your voice your vote and your contributions of hard-earned dollars And today, at a moment when America is facing crisis that is unprecedented in any lifetime, your friendship and NRA leadership has filled me with gratitude and no words that can fully express. Yada, 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 yada. For this reason, I submitted your name to the NRA Honors Committee for Membership in the Golden Eagles to receive our highest honor, the NRA National Patriots Medal.
0: How special. Isn't
1: that crazy, man? (laughs) So this thing goes on forever and ever, basically blowing smoke up my hoo-ha, saying how great I've been. Oh my God, you have been there for us all this time. So I'm like, this is hilarious. And it only, uh, this honor (laughs) costs not, the low, low price of $250 per year. So low, so low. And it says... Remember, only a very small handful of NRA members will ever share the distinction of Golden Eagles membership. You've earned this year nomination because you've instilled a heartfelt belief in your fellow gun owners that freedom is a rare and unique gift that deserves our protection.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Insert eye roll here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they—they are always asking for money. They are desperate. But again, what—what what do we do? That—that's the really biggest—that's the biggest question. I don't know what we do. Uh, we haven't been in the game long enough. Obviously, there's a lot of people that we follow that have a lot of different ideas from somebody that's coming from the outside in. It, it just does seem like a shame because we, we've seen... I, I guess we've seen kind of the positive aspect of the NRA when you're kind of on the outside, when you see how corrupt it's been. Uh, it's a shame, but you know they, they still do provide a lot of good material. unfortunately... Like I said, I'm gonna keep using this term. It's gonna be my most popular term, a minority within a minority. That is what we are. So we have to educate other gun owners and let them know what is going on, you know, because I'm sure a lot of them join the NRA blindly. They don't know what's going on. They might think the NRA is doing great, and all of a sudden they might see this headline and be like, whoa, what the heck happened? I have no idea what's going on. I thought the NRA was good. Like, what, what is all this? Why are they trying to destroy this organization? So, you know, we really have to work to educate our, uh, our uh, really, our fellow gun community.
1: It falls to us as an individual, as individuals. I think too many people rely too much on organizations, although I do strongly support Guns of America, uh, FPC. Gun Owners of America. <laughs> gun of America. Sorry about that. Gun Owners of America, GOA, uh, FPC, and, uh, you know, the Second Amendment Foundation. They're doing wonderful, wonderful work doing things that we can't do as individuals, such as you know, uh, suing states for, for infringing on, on their rights. So that's very important to have. Um, however, it does fall to us as every individual to step forward and you know, take that responsibility to talk to people like we talked about last time, uh, our good friend Tony Simon made a post about that today that I, I loved. So I reshared it. If anyone's on Instagram, you can go check that out. He's absolutely 100% correct. We have to do our part. It takes more than just donating 25 bucks to an organization. It, it just takes, you know, a little bit of effort from everyone. And yes, everyone says, but well, not everybody listens. But we can do the most that we can. It's
0: a saturation campaign, really. That's what you have to do. You have to... Put as many, put the word out there as much as you can and hope that even if, you know, 5% of the people pick it up, pick up what you're saying, that's good enough. That's really what we have to do.
1: Smoke Oak BBQ says in the chat, Are we members of Florida Carry? Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes, we
0: are. And we actually went to, they had an event up in Northern Florida at a beautiful park. What was the name of that park? Rainbow Springs. Yeah. Rainbow Springs Park uh florida Carry had a great event there they had uh, rick ector um carrie sloan a bunch of other people were there
1: uh, we actually took some yeah.
0: raw footage of that we never yes. made a video of it unfortunately but it was a There's great some event. pictures
1: on our instagram i'm sure yeah um, i could
0: actually make a pretty long video about that maybe i will make a highlight uh reel of it because it was a good event
1: yeah i actually hope to that they they do that event uh again next year we didn't really know what to expect, but they have a camping portion. If anyone's mm-hmm. in Florida, it looks really cool. Yes, the park is absolutely gorgeous. They have like a, I don't know if that's a hot spring. I think that's a hot spring.
0: Uh, I th- it's just a natural spring. I don't I think don't it's know what it is. but it's it stays, same, it stays like seventy degrees year round. So yeah,
1: absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of camping. So hopefully next year we'll not have to deal with COVID and having things shut down. This year has been pretty depressing. We've had a lot of things up, lined up, um, two way stuff lined up. That's just been getting, you know, it's like a, a game of bowling. Everything's getting knocked down. But yep. hopefully next year everything will be back up and running, and we'll have more events to go to and spread uh, the word about.
0: Yep, good on you, Smoke Oak. Yeah, like I said, we need to focus on our local uh, on our local lobbying uh, arms because, again, aside from the bump stock ban. And really, I think the only other legislation, national legislation with guns was really the assault weapons ban was the last big one. So that expired in 2004. It's very difficult for them to get national gun control. But it Almost will come impossible. back.
1: I will most certainly come back if Joe Biden oh, is yeah. elected. And, and
0: they'll, they'll definitely work a lot harder. But at the state and local level is where they're really trying to push it. And states that don't have um, – if you guys know uh, about the term preemption, where basically – in states that have uh, preemption laws, it essentially means that whatever state law is that uh, preempts any local law. So it, let's say that Florida, for example, uh, you can own AR-15s, you can own pretty much, you know, all all normal firearms that are legal under uh, nationally you can buy in Florida. So the state of Florida has preemption laws that prevent from uh, Briard County. For example, they can't pass an assault weapons ban or a magazine capacity restriction or anything like that locally. And they have to follow straight law. Some states don't have that. And a lot of the gun organizations are fighting to make sure that you can do that because you can imagine the chaos that would ensue if every time you, you cross a municipality or a county line, Your gun rights are totally different. That would be BS. It's bad enough that we have to worry about that crossing state lines. So that's the next fight that they're going to push. They're going to push for each individual state and try to push things that way because, you know, millions of dollars go a lot further in a state election than they do in a national election.
1: Nicholas in the chat says, don't forget mm-hmm. the failure to keep, uh, sorry, to get National Reciprocity and the Hearing Protection Act when Republicans Absolutely. control Congress. Well, well, that that's
0: the problem with the Republican Party, isn't it, really? And they've proven it. And this is where the Democrats, uh, as much as, you know, we may dislike them for <laughs> for a multitude of reasons, they go big or they go home. So, for example, let's take the Green New Deal. It has a lot of crazy stuff in it, if you've ever looked at it. But the Democrats know that they can't pass that. So what they do is they go 520 percent on an issue, knowing that if they only get 50 percent, that's a win because they know they've been pushing everything. So the Republican strategy should really be not only repealing the NFA, they need to go as extreme as the Democrats, even if it sounds absurd, to the point of civilians should be able to own uh, Tomahawk cruise missiles, a tank, uh, main battle tanks that have live weaponry and fighter jets if they can afford it. And that should be it. I definitely should, want to fight a yeah, okay. that Yeah, that, that, that's where they need to go. They need to make it as absurd as you may think it sounds. That is where they need to go. If,
1: if they because can, then if, if they roll they it back, the then they'll be like, yeah, yeah, then they'll
0: be like, oh, okay, not a big deal. Civilians won't be able to own live battle tanks, but they can own fully automatic weapons. So yeah. that's a huge compromise. And then, you know, they'll force Democrats or anti-gunners to be in a position of, well, see, we compromise. I mean we're not asking we're not asking for like 90 percent of the stuff we wanted. We just want fully automatic weapons. Not, not a big deal, deal guys.
1: If Ocasio Cortez can has the has the balls to say that she wants to get rid of all cows. Now this is coming from a vegetarian part-time <laughs> vegan, all right? all right. if if I'm even rolling my eyes, that's that's that she who isn't even a vegetarian yeah. is calling for the elimination of cows to save Mother Earth. I mean, come on, like, yep. you really, can, can we not step up our game too and learn from them?
0: And that's the game that we have to play because that's also, we, we don't have to use violence. We don't have to do anything else. It is, let us, let's fight fire with fire when it comes to proposing legislation. Kermit,
1: Kermit uh, said it best, shoot for the stars and settle to land on the moon. Exactly. It, it,
0: yep, that is it. And, and that is what we have to do. So instead of the goal being, well, let's repeal the NFA. No, because then they will go to moderates and they'll say, well, well, look, we know that the left is dealing in bad faith right now, so they can't. But if we go there, they can't go to the moderates and say, well, you know, we're we're not going to give them everything. See compromise. So if you ask for the NFA and then you give them a compromise, what is the compromise? What are you going to get? You might get the Hearing Protection Act, which you'd be lucky if you got that, and you might get suppressors taken off the NFA. Maybe you'll get rid of the absurd limitation on SBRs, which pistol braces have basically eliminated that restriction anyway, but you're not going to get fully automatic weapons if that is what you're aiming for. So you have to go 200 or 300% further than what you want, even if you know that you're never going to get it, because then you can say, well, I'm compromising by only getting fully automatic weapons
1: absolutely true
0: so that's 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 the game we got to play so th- those are my two cents when it comes to dealing with that <clears throat> so, so we'll
1: keep an eye on the nra lawsuit and see how it goes i personally think uh <coughs> i'm going to uh go ahead and be a defeatist and say i think the nfa i wish the um the uh nra will be uh Gosh, I can't speak English today. Dissolved. That's my prediction.
0: Uh, I don't know. I think I think they can survive. They got a lot of money. But it's up to us to – they will definitely get dissolved if we do nothing about it. And, and that's going to be the difficult thing. Can we convince enough people to try to salvage what's left of the NRA? Or is, you know, Wayne Lop here just going to go down with the ship anyway and basically poison pill it all? And go down, he's, he's going to be like, if I go down, I'm taking it with me.
1: He's definitely going to do that. Yeah. I think he's definitely going to do that. Shady, shady guy.
0: Yeah. So that's a concern. <laughs> but again, we need to lobby our own organizations like G-Dub says. We need to, you know, spread the word out there, educate casual gun owners, let them know that the fight for their rights is, you know, that's a fight that we all need to participate in. You know, we can't just sit around and do nothing. So that's just how it is.
1: So uh, we mentioned it briefly. Rick Ector, you said we met him at a Florida carry event. Uh, just in case anyone doesn't know, uh, his annual event in Detroit or just outside Detroit, uh, legally armed in Detroit.
0: Legally, let's let's bring yeah. that up. So we always like to promote uh, any any great events that we see out there. So let's bring that up. Legally armed. He does armed.
1: a free concealed carry. I think it's concealed carry. I'm not sure if it's concealed carry or just instruction. Uh, for women, they shoot for 1,500 free uh, classes uh, for women being held next weekend in Detroit. Check out Legally Armed in Detroit if you or uh, are a female who would like to get into firearms, learn how to shoot, possibly get your concealed carry. I think that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you have a family member in the area... <laughs> apparently it's a malicious site yeah apparently that's what it's
0: doing <laughs> that's my firewall uh, is way too restrictive so they just don't have HTTPS uh, so which is yeah, so an guys is usually concerned. but that's fine you can support these guys and they <laughs> they're
1: legit it's not a fake website it's real so Legally Armed in Detroit does uh, 1500 um, women free training this weekend upcoming weekend check it out if you know somebody who needs that let them know
0: I know, Davis I believe mail-in. Taylor Defense Training Group is going to be there. Carrie yes. Sloan with We the Female is going to yes. be there.
1: And if you are an instructor and you have uh, uh, are in the area or have a means to get there, I think they are, I don't know if they already have it all set up, but in case you are sending them a message to say you are willing uh, to participate, maybe next year mm-hmm. we'll be there, maybe. Yep. Hopefully we'll get our instructing license by then.
0: Yep, another, another great thing to support. And these are really the... These are the things that we need to support. Yeah. We need to support local events like this. We need to support Guns for Everyone. Uh, Second Amendment is for Everyone, Tony Simons Group. Uh, all, all organizations like that. The diversity shoot is awesome. Yep, the diversity shoot is great. I think they're going to have their first diversity shoot since the...
1: Uh, In Philadelphia,
0: I think. Yeah, since the whole uh, COVID-19 thing started. So that's that's awesome that, they, that they're uh, starting that back up. Looking forward to that.
1: Smoke Oak says, do you guys ever get a table at the Florida gun shows? You know, the shoot straight owners show.
0: We just started going to that. And I think they just started the Fort Myers show is going to be the first one back in months. So we haven't, we went to the local, uh, Florida gun shows show that was here. And we started filming. film, but one of the dudes, one of the vendors got. I was going to make a
1: video about it. I really, I, I actually filmed it. I think I recently um, deleted it where, um, I gave my review of the gun show and how disappointed I was in the fact that um, I got yelled at by an older FUD guy. Not to use it. I don't I hate to use bad terms. But, yeah. I don't know. It was. It was uh, why did I get yelled at? <laughs> well, I was we, just well, trying to take. I was using my phone and just, like, panning. Promote,
0: yeah, kind of promoting the event. Showing it off. Like, hey, here we are. This is a cool place. You can come here. Uh, we'd spoken to some of the organizers at the entrance. And, and we asked them, hey, can we film? And they said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So like, we asked cool.
1: permission to film. Yeah, so right, we did from the organizers. Mm-hmm. Some guy at a booth had the the, the 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 grits and gravy to yell at me like real loud across the thing, like, "Hey, you can't film in here!" And I'm like, "Oh, I mean, I walked away for a second, like, steam filming, <laughs> and then I decided to turn around and I gave him some of my." Two cents, and I just yelled at him. The,
0: the, the Latina fire.
1: Yeah, I yelled back, and I said, it's people like you that stop people like me from entering into <laughs> this realm, and it's your fault if we lose our rights because we need everyone involved in the fight. So if you're turning women off because you're being a, insert bad words here, not too bad, though. I don't curse uh, too much. But um, yeah, I let him have it. I said, you know what, dude? We're actually Second Amendment advocates. What are you doing? You know, besides selling your stuff are you clearly you're not working on it because you just turned me off from I was actually checking out some of his merch too guess what didn't buy any went and <laughs> bought it somewhere else so more of a story mm. don't be a, uh, a DB a douche because it will uh, it's not cool in this community you know you need to be welcoming and um, mm-hmm. just stop being uh, old farts mm. who don't yeah. welcome women uh, or others into the community. Or even,
0: even I guess, new media. I think we need to, you know, we need to uh, go with the times. You know, really uh, embrace social media, embrace people that vlog and things like that, and showcase these events because this is how people find out about it. This is how the community grows, and this is how things are fun. Again, we started the show talking a little bit about Top Shot and how awesome that was. Anything that brings in people to the gun community through fun first or through information is great obviously we would love everyone to eventually become advocates for their rights but if I will take somebody uh, fighting for gun rights and voting against gun um, bad gun laws only because they think guns are fun I will take that reasoning uh, first as long as they are on that path to support us so as much as, again, I'd love everyone to know what the Second Amendment means, the history of this country and how we got here, What, why we really need the Second Amendment to stand up against government tyranny and overreach. If it's, well, I just think that AR-15s with 100-round drum magazines are really fun and really cool, and I like to build them, awesome. Will you vote against anybody that tries to take that away from you? Yes, then that is okay. I don't care about how pure you are about the Second Amendment, how, uh, you know how gung-ho you are about it, if I can count on you to stand at that line and vote to defend your rights, I don't really care what your reasoning is for it. And that's sometimes something that we need to avoid. It's these purity tests. It's something that the left is very notorious for, but I see it more and more on our side too.
1: I think it's human nature.
0: It is human nature. It is. It's a tribalistic thing. Yeah. It is. Once we choose our clubs, it's like, well, if you're not... As pure as I am, then uh, you're not good enough, and I don't want you on my team.
1: That's actually – I think I've I've talked about this briefly. I I have a long history of advocacy in different things. Mm -hmm. Um, I just – I feel like I – growing up, I I feel like I always had to give back in different ways to make myself feel better, I guess, or feel like I'm, I don't know, contributing back. I feel like that's our obligation as humans. So growing up, I was an animal rights activist. I always volunteer – spend tons of time volunteering on different things Uh, I work with kids medically um, do some medical camps and did a sea turtle rescue all this stuff so I grew up as an animal rights activist and uh, I am no longer because of the toxicity of the community and I just find that it's no matter what you do in terms of advocacy or or supporting a a cause there's always gonna be some litmus test some purity test where they say that you're not um, you're not in it as much as I am. So, we, you know, it's just a human nature thing. And I think it's sucky. Mm-hmm. We just need to support each other.
0: Yeah. That's really what we have to do. Yeah. We, we need to push past, um, <clears throat> and it makes me getting feel into like our a, corners and all that stuff. Yeah. Nicholas Rodriguez says he's a liberal and he's not, tri- uh, tribalistic. That's good. And that's exactly what we need. We need people that are willing to talk and have conversations. Like I said, one of my favorite people to have conversations with, is actually one of Johanna's uh, co-workers. I
1: thought you were going to say me. Well, obviously you are. <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> uh, you're great. Hey, John, uh, thanks for jumping on and, and watching today. <clears throat> but uh, she's uh, she's a communist.
1: <laughs> yeah, my best friend. One of my best friends is an outright communist. Yeah, and,
0: and you'd think it's crazy, but I love having conversations with her because there's a difference between somebody who believes certain things and knows they aren't realistic or wants to impose their beliefs on you and somebody that out and out wants to destroy you and take away your rights. And I think we at least need to be able to have the conversations because you can't have an argument for your side if you don't know what you're against. And you have to understand why you're against it. It can't just be like, well, I was raised this way the entire time, so I'm against it. Obviously, okay, well, that's fine, but you need to be able to defend your thing. No, she's actually half uh, Half Puerto Rican and half I forget
1: uh, that sometimes people can't see this chat. Yeah. The question. Sorry, was, so the
0: question was: Is she Cuban? No, she's actually half Puerto Rican and half uh, Dominican. Half Dominican. Yeah. So unfortunately, no. Uh, there's no basis for this uh, I belief don't get system. It. Yeah. So
1: it I don't is know what it, it is. From. Anyway, moving on. But yeah, we have to
0: have. We have to be willing to have uncomfortable conversations. And I think that's the art of something that we've lost. I remember growing up, and not that I'm old, I'm in my early 30s, but I remember having friends that were very hardcore on the left, and we would have debates about the Iraq War, about things like that. And even though they would get heated, at the end of the day, we would still you know, shoot shoot the crap and, and have drinks later on and have a good time because we ultimately still believed in the fundamentals of this country. I think that's the problem that we're running into now, that too many people are losing the beliefs in America and we're becoming too angry at one another. Whereas we used to be able to disagree on certain issues, but we would say, Hey, I still love this country. I love the rights that we have. I respect you. Don't agree with you. I may even vote against some of the things that you believe in or vote for another party. But at the end of the day, I believe, you know, that we can be friends and we can come together. And I think that's something that's being lost and we're being pushed into different corners and, and, pushed by the powers that be, whether it's the elites, politicians, the media, uh, anybody that wants to divide and conquer us, and we're losing that message. And I do feel, I do feel bad for the left. I, I will get on them a little bit more because I feel that they've kind of abandoned the party. There are a lot of people that are classical liberals, if you know that term, uh, that don't believe what the progressive movement believes. They don't believe in communism. They don't believe in socialism. They don't believe in taking people's guns away they believe in the social safety net. They believe in helping people. They do believe the government has a role, uh, maybe more than conservatives do, but not in a totalitarian sense. And I feel like a lot of those people have been left behind because the party has moved into this sort of cancel culture, uh, social revolution standard, and they've kind of forgotten what it means to, you know, to stand for freedom and rights. Which is really what liberalism was all about, and that term has kind of been co-opted and, and kind of destroyed.
1: They like become politically yeah. homeless. Yeah,
0: and then Republicans basically don't—they advocate for certain things, but they don't actually fight for them. So it's almost an empty promise. So you have the left, which is espousing things that they never used to espouse, and they've gone very far off the off the deep end. And you have the right that espouses things, but won't fight for the things that they supposedly espouse for, and they're cronyist in a lot of ways so that that's kind of where we are and and it really sucks uh in a lot of ways but what can you do about it except for advocate for yourself that that really is the ultimate lesson that you think that you need to uh, uh that we think that you need to just stand up for yourself as tough as it might be mm. uh in the chat what did smoke barbecue say do you think that these guys like solo Yaker, that do two hx by carrying an ar while fishing in the south beach pier is doing too much and gives us a bad name
1: I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah, this.
0: it's really tough because, on the one hand, we we want to destigmatize guns and we want to show people that they should not be afraid. I know that there's a certain. We live in a civilized society, so we don't feel that people should be walking around with long guns or open carrying because that just implies I don't know. It, it implies a certain uh, image. So. For those uh, who
1: don't know, a Florida statue says yes. that. Uh, you can open carry uh, weapons if you're fishing or hunting. Yeah. So certain individuals in the Second Amendment community, including Florida carry, have well, Florida carry out, uh, yeah, does this. fishing while open carrying events, and they um, famously had an event that was held here in miami ish area Mm -hmm. i think it was in miami
0: yeah it was in miami and then they did in west palm beach i believe
1: yes i think the one in miami uh was the only one that really had some static from the police apparently the police don't know their own laws
0: yeah well well, we know that from a florida carry event as well (laughs)
1: the, the swat team was called and they took them all arrested and
0: they did, it, I think they detained them for a short period, and then they let them go when they realized. And oh, then yeah, they
1: right. had to publicly apologize. Yeah. But it was obviously—I think—if I'd been there, I would have been.
0: I think very it depends. Yeah, I, I think them. it depends on your attitude for it. I think it depends on who you bring. Unfortunately, people base their look. Let's just be perfectly honest. If you have a lot of stereotypical guys, like if we go out, like if I go out with my beard and and you know, my two A hats, we go out and don't tread on me shirts. And we go out with AR-15s with like uh, drum magazines, and we're gonna open carry. It, it looks like okay. I get it. You're legally allowed to do this, but you're 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 trying to like you're you're pushing it a little bit far there uh, to make a statement, rather than trying to bring you know let's bring Joe, let's bring a bunch of different people out there with different types of guns, not necessarily go all the way. So you want to, you want to balance the education, educating people to say, this is a legal thing. You're allowed to do this. You can open carry during these activities and other states you can open carry whenever, but also being uh, kind of respectful. So it's kind of like just because you can use your freedom of speech all the time doesn't mean that you should use it in certain ways. So I think it's up to discretion. I think you have to educate people. I think you have to try to control your message. So when you try to do something like that, you really have to organize it well. You may want to try to get some press on your side if you can. Most of the media is against us, so if you can get some pro-2A press, you can bring it in. And yeah, it does freak out the tourists, so you just have to be careful, and you have to have the right people there. So you want to make sure that you have people that can explain the laws that aren't intimidating, that are you know pretty level-headed, and most gun owners are. But unfortunately, we do get judged by our appearance. That's just the fact of it. That's just the fact of the matter. Uh, so it's just hard to really balance that. and And I think we're just suffering from a decades long, <coughs> a decades long effect of not doing it along the Second Amendment to erode so much in certain places that seeing guns out in the open is not commonplace. So no matter if you do it right or wrong, people are gonna get freaked out about it. And like guy that comments says in the chat, Somebody's gonna call the police because they're not gonna know the laws.
1: I'm sure that's exactly what happened yeah. in the Miami Pier. That's yeah. exactly what you're happened.
0: gonna see. A lot of normal people that don't know anything about guns are gonna say there's a bunch of dudes coming out here with with assault rifles because they don't know what they are, uh, obviously, and they're just like they're intimidating people. They're not intimidating anybody, but obviously, when you don't know anything about gun laws, when you don't know anything about guns, and you see. Guys walking up with a bunch of black rifles. It's going to be an intimidating thing. Let's be honest. There's there's no impact of the matter. We might think it's cool. Like, sweet. Like, check out their gear. Like, I want to talk to this guy and ask him what he's running right now. But most most people aren't going to be like that.
1: I just think it's a cultural thing. We let it go too long. We've gotten to the point where guns used to be. Everyone had them in the back of their truck. Yeah. You know, and it got to the point where everybody thinks that they're terrifying. I remember uh, back, like, years ago when I got my first handgun, I used to be so excited, and there was somebody else in my job who had, uh, you know, a handgun, and I was like, oh my god, I got this, and, you know, a co-worker who was overhearing our conversation about guns later on uh, when she got fired and, and started talking a bunch of crap said, uh, oh my god, and, 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 and Joanna, Joanna's always, she's she's threatening everybody with her gun. I'm talking about my gun with someone who's a gun person, and you overheard our conversation. That's the point where it's gotten where, Someone overhears that you're a gun owner. All of a sudden, it's scary. Yep. You know what happened to people just having guns for defense of you know, especially as a woman. It's like, come on, man.
0: Well, it's it's funny because uh, I work in the IT industry and I go to different places all the time. And I went into a, a client's office the other day and and they were closed, so it was just the front desk receptionist. She was working alone, and I went. You know, she was having a random computer issue, and I went and sat down. And <laughs> At the uh, the computer that she was having a problem, and she ran in and she was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." And she pulls out her Sig P three sixty five that she had in a holster under the table, and, and I just started laughing. She's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like leave that there. Does that bother you?" And I was like, "I was like, not at all. I was like, I'm glad that you're you're you, that you're a woman here and you and you're concealed carrying and you've got a good gun. <laughs> like good for you. Obviously, you don't want to leave it laying around like that, but hey." Uh, You're not gonna have any problems with me. In fact, like I'm, I'm with you right here. Like we're we're concealed carrying. So if anybody breaks into this office, they're in trouble. Because there's now there's two versus one. So it was great, and we had a great conversation about that. And uh, that's what we have to do. We just have to encourage people. You know, if you think somebody's carrying, sometimes it's like that. (laughs) I'm gonna use a really crude term, but it's like. Asking somebody if they're pregnant, like, you're not 100% sure sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you never ask that question, guys. Never. So sometimes you're like, is that person caring right now? Like, do they own a gun? And you're like, man, I really want to ask them. But if they don't, then it's going to be really bad.
1: I've definitely had those, yeah. like, moments where I'm like, I think they're a gun
0: person. Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know, I have, I, 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 sense, I feel them out. and some, Most of the time so far, I've been right. I haven't had that awkward situation yet where it's like, no.
0: Yeah. So, but it's it's always cool when you run into people like that, and I've been running into more and more of them. And I'm always very encouraging and casual when it comes to that. If I even get that whiff of somebody who's open to a Second Amendment discussion, especially somebody that might be, uh, especially a woman. You know, I, I work around the offices that I visit, or a lot of healthcare offices, so I see a lot of women. And any time that I can encourage that conversation and talk about empowering yourself or you get off on a late shift. Like, do you feel safe when you go home or anything like that? And you've been hearing it more and more. People are concerned about their safety, about the things that they see on TV. gosh
1: yeah, think Like <clears throat> the conversation about human trafficking. Like, oh yeah. There's a huge human trafficking sex ring in Florida. I mean, how yep. is that not something concerns? So I get out of work at like eight or 9 PM. Sometimes it's like, of course I'm going to carry.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: And all women should. Mm-hmm. Everybody should. It can happen to a guy as well. Of
0: course not. Every dude, like, <laughs> Even as men, if we get jumped by three or four guys, like we're done, I don't care how good you are. Like, I know I'm not a martial artist or anything like that. I'm an average guy, if three or four dudes come out and jump me and they have the intention to do harm, I'm gonna get owned, I need a firearm as an equalizer. There's no doubt about it. Uh, You know, you try to avoid any way that you can those kinds of situations and and de-escalation, but when the time comes, you need something that's gonna benefit you and help you out in that situation.
1: Man, we didn't even get to talk about Portland.
0: I know. Well, we'll go over it a little bit here. We can talk a little bit about that, and then we'll we'll wrap it up. But it's been a good conversation, uh, guys. We really appreciate the chat. You guys uh, do a great job of uh, helping us keep the conversation going. But, uh, yeah, so the other topic that we wanted to talk about was obviously the continuing violence in Portland. I think we're in day 70-something now uh, since this has all happened. And really the the difference in the escalation is if you guys haven't been keeping track of this story, Ever since, obviously, what happened with George Floyd and the initial riots, Portland has essentially been under siege every single night. Now, for a lot of times, the, the media and Antifa themselves, this a lot of this has to do with Antifa. They constantly change their names on their Twitter accounts and things like that to try to you know, get people off their scent. But anyway, this is mostly Antifa and some BLM protesters that have been laying siege to the federal courthouse in Portland. That's what it started. It kind of started as, you know, in, so, in solidarity of Black Lives Matter against anti-Trump sentiment, anti-federal sentiment, <clears throat> anti-police, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and then obviously it's been co-opted by the far left. Anyway, if you haven't heard, the feds have pretty much kind of withdrawn from the area. They're just staying inside the courthouse. They're not really making, you know, any effort to go out there. And now you would think, well, hey, that's going to stop all the problems, right? The feds are, have basically conceded to us. No, it's getting worse than ever. Uh, I'll bring this up right here on the screen share. You can see this is uh, Andy Noh, He's an independent reporter. He's pretty much one of the best anti-Antifa reporters, I guess, if you could use that terminology here. And this is just some, some of the things that you're seeing last night. You see that Antifa is now moving into residential areas. Uh, throughout the city, and now they're really, you know, stepping up the game. A lot of people said, Well, you know, once the feds uh, pull out of there and they stop instigating at the courthouse, they're everything is going to be into fine. People's homes? Yeah, they're flashing lights into people's apartments. They're just telling them, uh, We know where you live when people start complaining uh, about things. And Antifa gets angry about people filming them and all that stuff. So, obviously, We're the bu- First burn Amendment. When you're
1: building down, you yep. know where you live. Wow.
0: So these are the things that we're seeing. And, you know, they pile up furniture and they set up uh, barricades and roadblocks and they set it on fire. And, you know, these are these are some of the characters. Andy No exposes everybody that gets arrested. So you can see. Of course.
1: I don't know if you heard this. uh, Some people are trying to cancel Andy No.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And delegitimize him. So you can see this here. I mean, look.
1: Those are some really attractive females. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of them are not actually I can be really petty sometimes. Some of them
0: may not actually be females, Joe. Well, I don't know what those are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what these people identify as, uh, but you know, whatever. To each their own. You know, I'm not. I'm not against any of that. But it's it's kind of funny when you see certain things or people advocating for the First Amendment and then they complain about being filmed at the same time, yet they're violently protesting. So th- these are the things that we're seeing. Uh, obviously, I
1: will say, I'll go back to that statement I just made. They're pretty uh, ugly people on the inside, and that's what counts.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> that's that's really what matters here. Uh, but you can see this this has just been going on and on forever. And Now, at this point, the Portland police are the ones that are running the show, and they're the ones who've declared this a riot as well. So I'm not really sure what people are getting at that they're, uh, that they're complaining about this. But people
1: keep insisting that it's peaceful protests.
0: Yeah. So
1: they're using lasers. Uh, officers have been blinded.
0: Yep. And, and that is lethal force. I believe under the Geneva Convention that using lasers is considered a form of warfare. So that is uh, lasers are a weapon. You can see that they use uh, they use green lasers. A lot of times what these Antifa types will do is that they will actually dress and press credentials. So they'll put like a press helmet on a press vest to act like they're reporters so that they can get right up to the police line. And then they start throwing things at the cops and things like that. Look. We're against police brutality. Obviously, we're against red flag laws. I think that right now we're in we're in a really strange situation. We're in a bad situation in this country because law enforcement have kind of put themselves into a corner because on the one hand, we do want law and order. We don't want chaos in the streets, but we've also had police officers start supporting laws that are unconstitutional. So like a lot of these lockdown laws that we've seen during the uh Various lockdowns in different states. We've seen gym owners arrested, uh, people going to the beach arrested. So,
1: guy, uh, what's it called? <clears throat> paddle boarding by himself in yeah. the middle of the ocean get arrested. So,
0: so as much as you know, a lot of this is where it's really hard on, I guess, the back to blue movement and being, you know, a law and order person because it's like obviously we don't want chaos in the streets. We don't want people to believe uh, to behave this way. Uh, you shouldn't throw things at police officers, but police officers in other cities are also enforcing really bad laws, like red flag laws, no knock warrants and things like that. So it's, it's a really tough situation. And I sympathize for a lot of the police officers that we know Mm -hmm. because they're in a tough spot. And a lot of times there is a delineation between small town police officers who are, you know, you have a sheriff that's elected that you may know them and big city cops that are almost like uh, a city's military. And, you know, you can see on the one hand, uh, the NYPD, you know, pushing back protesters, but then also helping Mayor de Blasio basically write messages in the streets that advocate certain types of political views while arresting people that would, you know, paint over certain messages written in the street uh, and also disallowing other uh, people from writing in the street. So you'd think that that would be a First Amendment issue that the state or the city or any government can't Choose what political speech is appropriate in a public place, but police are enforcing those laws. So it's really tough. But obviously, this is something that we don't want to see as Americans. And now, when they start moving into residential areas, that's where really the Second Amendment debate comes into play. Yes. And we're going to start seeing issues.
1: Well, we already saw um, it's on, uh, if you guys know Hotep Jesus, um, he has a YouTube channel, and uh, I think it's on his, he's big on Twitter. Yep. Uh, Hotep Jesus has a video up of, of, the antifa moving into a residential area i don't know where i'm assuming it's in oregon i think
0: it is somewhere out of portland or seattle so i've got it up on the screen there well Uh,
1: it is it is uh i I, i'm gonna admit admit i was laughing a little bit uh (laughs) there they got a little aggressive with the antifa um invaders and kicked them out and yeah, yeah their neighborhood yeah they they gave him quite the wallop at towards the end of the video it's a two minute long video but they basically uh pushed it they weren't trying to be violent they pushed him out they were telling them to get out and i don't know who hit first who you know but it did seem like there was a little bit of a brawl and uh they got their butts handed to them mm-hmm. so hopefully they will dissuade them from you know messing with people's neighborhoods because i think that once it starts creeping into neighborhoods like regular suburban areas the people won't stand for it i really hope they won't
0: and part of the issue is just the people that run these cities so i know that tayor mayor uh, ted wheeler i believe is his name is the mayor of portland Uh, a lot of people you know in the comments of seeing all this stuff you will continually hear why aren't the people who aren't you know antifa supporters in portland doing something about this why aren't they standing up for themselves and a lot of people seem to say that the mayor advocates for antifa yeah so I mean, they they just feel that yeah, he did he did march with them at one point and he got booed by them But that doesn't seem to make a difference. So he's trying to play both sides So a lot of normal people in Portland that obviously disagree with this are afraid that if they fight against Antifa They're the ones that are gonna get arrested and have reprisals when Antifa basically gets to get away with everything So a lot of these guys are arrested and it's catch and release That's how it is. They get out on bail or there's no bail at all or in some cases, this is the sad part. In Portland, some of them go up to a grand jury and the grand jury decides not to indict. So if a jury of your peers is is accepting for you to throw Molotov cocktails or cause riots in the streets or things like that, what can you really do there? And it's just something to pay attention uh, to because if we live, even if many of us live in the suburbs like we happen to, this is starting to escalate and move into, into those areas. So we need to start... You know, basically preparing uh, for better, for worse, for things like that. And that is why we have the Second Amendment. But that's not something that we want to use it for. Uh, It's terrible. So, but these are the things that we have to watch out for. This is what they're doing. And I think Antifa wants to instigate something. A lot of these people seem like they want violence uh, against themselves so that they can film it and, you know, basically use it to rally people to their cause, so.
1: And with uh, that, talking about amendments, I think it's time to move on it is. to our Fifth Amendment. And while Rolando gets to pull up his uh, constitution in English, mm-hmm. I'm just going to remind everybody to hit that...
0: Smash. Ooh,
1: smash that way. I messed this up last week and hit mm-hmm. said hit that smash button. I will say it right today. Hit that like button and hit that subscribe button. Um, I appreciate everybody who comes out and watches our show. I've gotten a lot of great feedback, and I am truly honored that... Um, you guys like the show and come back to watch thank you
0: yes definitely we're, we're grateful for all of you we're grateful for the conversations that we have here and the opportunity to uh you know give our opinions and, and hopefully uh, we'll
1: get to grow as a channel as the days and months go on we will be consistent
0: yep definitely so without further ado here is the fifth amendment no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia, when in actual service in time of war or public danger, no person, no, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation.
1: Enmienda número 5 Nadie estará obligado a responder de un delito castigado con la pena capital o u otro delito infame si un gran jurado no lo ha denuncia. No, let me start that over. si un gran jurado no lo denuncia o acusa a excepción de los casos que se presenten en las fuerzas terrestres o navales o en la Reserva Militar Nacional cuando se encuentre en servicio activo en tiempo de guerra o peligro público, ni podrá persona alguna ser puesta dos veces en peligro grave por la mis- por el mismo delito, a ni será forzado a declarar en su propio contra en ningún juicio criminal, ni se le privará de la vida, libertad o pres- prosperidad, Eh, sin el debido proceso legal ni se ocupará la propiedad privada para uso público sin una justa indemnización. That's a mouthful. It In is. English and Spanish. So it's yeah, a we know. Sentence. Yeah,
0: pretty pretty simply, this deals with duper, double jeopardy. You can't self-incriminate yourself. And the government can't, uh, you know, you, you need a right to due process and the government can't take away your stuff without compensating you for them. Even though we know that red flag laws seem to do that, but you know, in uh, eminent domain and things like that, but <laughs> obviously, um, uh, these are the amendments, uh, whether, the, whether the government follows them or not, that is a cause of concern.
1: So thank you to the enmienda numero cinco to bring our show today yes. to a close.
0: Yes. Uh, thank you all for, uh. Obviously liking, subscribing, being here every week. Uh, we love to see the regulars here. You guys are awesome. We love what you bring to the table every week. Keep us in check. Make sure that we're always on point on point and bring up uh, great questions. I actually want to take the time to uh, actually dedicate this show. Uh, my, my grandmother, unfortunately, is not doing very well. Uh, my parents are flying to Puerto Rico right now, and it looks like, um, you know, things aren't, aren't going well for her. She's uh, was recently diagnosed with cancer, and she's already in her 90s. So uh, I just wanted to dedicate this show to her um, and, and you know, all of our efforts here. Uh, I know that she'd be uh, pretty proud of what we're doing here, and, uh, you know, I want to wish my parents a safe trip. They're flying out there tonight uh, to Puerto Rico. Uh, so I just wanted to take a second just to, to dedicate this show to her. So, and and to thank you all for being here. Uh, If you guys could, uh, if you believe in prayer, I would appreciate that. Uh, If you don't, at least, uh, you know, kind thoughts, anything that you can do, bring that positive energy, I would appreciate that. Uh, If not, like and subscribe. Uh, You know, we appreciate you guys being here uh, every week. Uh, Share what we've got. Uh, I know we've been saying we're going to have guests. I promise that we're going to have it. We've just been on a flow, uh, (laughs) enjoying ourselves lately. So,
1: listen, we work a lot. So, yeah.
0: So uh, hopefully we'll get some guests on soon. I know we've got a lot of people that want to come on that we want to share. And actually, we may have our first sponsor lined up as well.
1: Someone uh, we really, so really like. So it's s- gonna be somebody cool. that we
0: that we really love and, uh, and we can't wait to showcase their product. Uh, really great stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of great things coming up and we appreciate you guys uh, being here from the start and sharing this journey with us. So thank you all so much. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the show.
1: Have a wonderful as night, always. guys.
0: Take care. God bless and uh, and be safe out there. And uh, thank you so much. Have a good night.